The DNVR Rockies podcast is brought to you by our friends at Zoom Care. Never sit in a doctor's office again with any of that anxiety, waiting, just hanging out for someone to come and take care of you, maybe at some point, and then you're not in a comfortable situation. Get around all of that by doing it, how we do everything these days, and that's over Zoom. They take pretty much all kinds of insurance with copay typically. There's all kinds of checkups that you can do, including physical, even mental health. So check them out today at zoomcare.com. That's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR20 for first-time users to get 20% off and DNVR25 for second-time users to get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD and deliciously rich and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creasman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on today's show, we've got a smorgasbord for you. Been a while since I've gotten to say one of my favorite words. We're just going to kind of get you up to speed on everything Colorado Rockies right now. And if I can, in my most Sorkian way, Patrick, see if I can get everyone all caught up. Uh, The Colorado Rockies essentially began the spring training season by trading their most beloved and arguably best player for five guys most people have never heard of, sending over $50 million in cash along with him, mostly in an attempt to save money. After that, they basically did nothing other than hold a completely disastrous press conference, begin spring training while they begin to start to drop like flies. Brendan Rodgers goes down trying to steal second base. Kyle Freeland hurts his shoulder trying to pitch a baseball. John Gray takes one off the hand, and the Colorado Rockies are sitting there wondering when this nightmare will end. And I don't know if you heard about this today. There was a chemical leak at 20th and Blake down at Coors Field. No one's hurt, uh, but the fire department, as I understand, is still there securing off the area so how are things in rockyville wow okay well i guess it's a good time to say that it is prospects week so let's <laughs> look forward to the 2025 colorado Rockies. dude right wow that is, that is good timing the, the funny thing is is people in the neighborhood there at on on blake street they said that um it had been smelling in the area of noxious fumes for <laughs> Of a couple of years, about mid twenty nineteen, no one made a phone call until today, and they go, "Oh no, uh, there's there's a leakage going on." Look, that it's too on. It's you can't not you use the double negative. You can't not. It's too easy. Uh, but yeah, so you know, we 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 got a little update this morning on Kyle Freeland that amounted to best possible of news we knew was still going to be pretty bad. Uh, yeah, was it good news or just was it yeah. not bad news? Right. More of the latter, right? It's more it, just not bad news. It's not as bad as it could have been. Uh, if you had already gotten to the acceptance stage of, you know, looked like that he was going to be out at least a month, maybe longer. Now they're saying, oh, it might, might just be a month. And so you go, oh, oh okay, okay. Uh, at the very least, the last thing you wanted, you know, going back to our ongoing conversation about how the, what the season is about, player development really matters more than, 
wins and losses. And one of the things you don't want from any of these guys, anyone who's under 30 years old and Freeland still falls into that category is a lost season. That's what you don't want. Brendan Rogers. You don't want a lost season or a season that you miss so much time. There's a big asterisk on it anyway, right? You, you miss half the year. So you're still kind of whatever a month. You can, you can still put together what amounts to a full season. If he comes back and we can, we can learn about Kyle Friedland. He can learn about himself. He can develop. He can do some things similar. If you're looking at, you know, Brendan Rogers, misses April, and then he can, can come back, you know, then it's not, it, it's, Bad news for the wins and losses, but as we've said, that's, you know, the wins and losses weren't going to look good regardless, almost certainly. So, um, yeah, good. I'm, no, I'm putting it in the good news category. I'm putting it, uh, I'm putting it the, I don't hate the news. Exactly. That's, that's right. Yeah. When it's, it's compared it, to <laughs> chemical leak at the ballpark and all the other stuff we talked about. Yeah, it does definitely puts things in perspective, but you're right. There are, they're just the individual player performances that you want to get. And maybe this is a lost season as a team, but it's not lost for, again, the individual players. There's so many guys that we just really don't seem to know a lot about. We know the downsides to them. We know about Ryan McMahon maybe striking out more than he needs to. But we also know him being a guy that could potentially hit 25, 30 home runs at second, third base, first base, somewhere in there, and maybe being one of the next faces of the team. We know Brendan Rodgers came with his big pedigree and he's been banged up a little bit, but he's here now. He's got the physicality to do it. He's got the body to do it. If it's healthy, it's going to be good. And and he needs to just start getting that experience under his belt. And there's so many of those guys, the lost boys, as you've dubbed them, go back and check the archives of, of DNVR Rockies. Subscribe now if you're, if you haven't uh, subscribed already because it's it's about the the individual guys it's it's noticing those small things like if Charlie Blackman has a down season well again we know he's a little bit older but that's not the end of the world what's really going to be the disappointment is if so many of these young guys don't perform you know if the veterans perform if it's the Michael Givens Daniel Bard Scott Oberg show Charlie Blackman in the outfield right. CJ Crone maybe sure. even to extent Elias Diaz Trevor Story whether he gets traded or not, if those are your best players, that's actually going to be a problem because you need the next generation of guys to really show themselves now, whether that's guys that are going to make the 26-man roster here in the next week or guys right on the cusp that we'll talk maybe a little bit more about today. We'll definitely talk about it tomorrow uh, on Friday's live YouTube show at 4.05 where we welcome A.J. Hayfley to discuss Prospects Week and kind of see the state of the system. Like those are the guys all in tow that need to do it. Not so much the veterans. And Kyle Freeland is one of those guys because you got to figure out, do you want to extend him? You do want to extend him, but for how much? And for how long and how much? Yeah. If, if now, if now is his health, it becomes a factor. Then, you know, that's, that's kind of important uh, part of his, his story and his journey. And if he's damaged goods, maybe you just go year to year rather than signing him to an extension. Because I imagine if you'd have, you'd have done that after the 2018 season, you're going to lock him up and go, man, he's going to be a steal at $20 million in, you know, in 2022, 23. And now you go, well, you, you didn't need him need to actually pay him that because he didn't live up to that. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the downsides of of an extension. So all of these individual players are going to, you know, amass to a much larger picture in years forward. This year, 
Yeah, it, the win-loss record doesn't mean anything. It's what goes on in between in the box score day-to-day with these young guys. Yeah, um, and that's why to answer a question from the comments here, not worried about Charlie Blackman. Either way, I, one, I'm just not – I expect he'll get real hot as soon as the season starts. Actually, Charlie Blackman has notoriously been pretty bad in spring trainings. I have no idea what that's about, but uh, he can be a very focused on ritual kind of guy, and, and it, I would imagine during spring he's – maybe even more focused on getting his body in the right shape than he is on hitting the baseball. Like, cause he knows he can do that. I mean, the, the, the evidence speaks for itself when it comes to Charlie Blackman. I do think he's, I mean, he's still generally on the downtrend of his career. Um, and, and I, I think we're past the days of seeing him hit 35 home runs or, or flirting with 200 hits. He's done that once in his career. Uh, I don't think, you know, I don't, I, I still wouldn't be shocked if he got 190 hits this next year, but I, I'm expecting him to slowly start to, you, you know, taper off a little bit. CJ Crone also hitting a 470 foot home run today. It's well points out. It's like you, you still, uh, as you're right, it doesn't mean as many things for the long term. In fact, it means nothing for the long term in, in the sense of CJ Crone. Uh, it's still great just as baseball fans to watch those old sluggers and and smart hitters go out there and do their thing and show off that they've still got it when people are maybe overlooking them despite what they've done in their careers. And CJ Crone, we were like, remember, I can do this. Like, this is what, this is how I made my money in the first, this is what I do right here. This is the thing. Crush that ball. I'll say this about Charlie Blackman. Even if he's not good this year and you go, all right, well, I mean, he, he pushed the envelope uh, I would I would still want him back next year. Now, granted, he has a player option the next two years. So next year is $21 million. He's almost certainly coming back for that. I mean, I mean he is. He's coming back unless he decides yeah, to retire. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then even after that, he has a $10 million player option. Go either way. And he's yeah, no, more no. likely than not coming back. But so you go, oh, my gosh, you still got to pay this guy $31 million. We saw over the course of the 2021 season that, you know, that he's not great. Don't you want him in your clubhouse? Who else is in this Rockies clubhouse right now? What what are the who are the veteran leaders of this team? Right. Once Trevor's story goes away, which we think is a foregone conclusion, and until something crazy happens, uh, it he's he's gone. Charlie, you need Charlie Blackman just to be the leader, just to be that guy when there's four errors in the infield. You know, you, you lose eighteen to three to the Giants, who now all of a sudden are one of the powerhouse uh, teams in the NL West and you got to get a quote for some players. Who are you, who are you going to? I'm about that Giants future. I'm, I'm looking into your well, I'm, Snyder, I'm trying to Snyder versus this. Nightmare Terror. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> well, know. I was like, what is, what is Deathstroke doing here? Like, what, what just happened? He just threw yeah, a no, that, that, no, that, that doesn't happen. And it probably yeah. isn't. But even in that worst case scenario, right? <laughs> right. You need a veteran right. like Charlie Blackman to go. Yeah, totally. There are games like this. He's your Batman. 2017 and 18. Way we over lost a couple games now. similar to that. And yes. we didn't sweat it. Tomorrow's a new day. Whereas you get one of these younger guys, that, that puts some pressure on some of these young dudes and you, you don't want that. And yeah, you say, wow, I'd love to get paid $21 million, you know, to, to answer some questions on why a baseball team is, is awful, but it just, it just comes with the territory. And so Charlie Blackman actually has, still has a really important role on this team and it's going to get less and less with each year on the field, but it's going to get more and more, I think in the clubhouse with this young roster of inexperienced players. And he'll still have one 
or, or two, you know, great stretches in him. You know, oh, definitely. we talk about how progress isn't linear for, for young players. And it's important to remember that for aging players, like it, it it's not linear. You could have a terrible 2021 and then a fantastic 2022 because human beings are or even adequate things. I got, yeah. I got a name for you. Jason Giambi. Like, sure, when sure. he came to Colorado, he was not that $100 million first baseman. He was a guy off the bench, and yet he still made those memories, right? A three-home yeah. run game at 42 years old. Yeah. And, again, was a leader in the clubhouse and was a guy that almost, you know, immediately after he was he hung, hung, hung up the cleats, people go, well, get him back as a coach. Like, the, the impact that he was able right. to make on those guys in that clubhouse. And there's absolute – there's absolutely value in that. And again, he's one of the faces of the franchise. So even, I mean, think about how many times people went to the ballpark to see Helton, you know, at any point from 2011 on, and you know, like, well, that's not the Todd Helton, but I, w- I want to go. I want, I want to see him like WrestleMania six, Andre, the giant were, yeah, he could only, I, he could, he could barely stand up and you go, well, that's Andre the giant. I, I do want to go see that. Hulk Hogan is hosting WrestleMania this year, which is a train wreck in and of itself. But <laughs> yeah. you're going to turn around and go, the Hulkster baby. That's that's him. Yeah, no. We're saying that about Charlie Blackman. Yeah, and that's the worst and, case scenario. That's a. You worst know what's case funny too is because the statistics back up exactly what you just said about Todd Helton. That you know his last couple of years it, in a Rockies uniform, he just wasn't. He was a shell of himself. When you look at the numbers. The drop-off is stark. Anyone who watched him play during those final couple of years, who lived through it every day, never, never, never got to a place where they were like, oh, man, Todd's up. Or, oh, man, he messed up that play at first or this, that. Like you said, people still came to the ballpark to see him, and he would still give them those special moments, those walk-off home runs, those, you know, it's like, yeah, all right, I might be – hitting 250 this year, which for me is a hundred point drop off, you know, but uh, he, he would, he found a way. And I, and I think Charlie Blackman's one of those type of guys too. Um, a lot of franchises have had those players. I think of Aramis Ramirez. I don't know why he came to mind, but you know, his final several years with the Rangers, um, uh, no, 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 Adrian, not Aramis Ramirez, Adrian Beltre. Well, I knew I said the wrong name as soon as it came out of my mind. I was like, Adrian, oh, I was like, no, that's, that's too deep. Like, a, deep pull from the Cubs. Like, or yeah, was why the Aramis era? Ramirez just said the wrong name. Thank you. Adrian Beltre, I, you know, yeah, he wasn't, absolutely. he was not the superstar his last four or five years with the Rangers that he was at his peak, but he was a very, very damn good ball player who was worth coming to the ballpark to see. Uh, and so, yeah. And and look at the guys that he even played with. Like uh, Nolan didn't talk about Todd as much. I mean, he wasn't really asked that many questions because it was one season, but who better to throw the baseball to when you play third base and you're a 22 year old rookie than Todd Helton. Like that is a, a part of what enabled him to go on this run. Now, how much totally. is it? 1%? Okay. Maybe it's only 1%, but guess what? It's 1% more than, than you or I or any fan in that stadium contributed to Nolan's growth. Right. Exactly. And so that's still an important piece of the story. And, and think of all the other, I did again, ask he, him about his phone plan once. Oh <laughs> yeah. We know about that one. <laughs> so, and, that's not. I'm taking 0.78. Totally. Look, look at look at the guys that were in that next crop of players. Now that 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 Helton was there with. Now Tulo, of course, wasn't a part of the 17 and 18 run, but was there for that growth and was there for and supported him. Arenado, as I said, for a year, Cargo was part of that. So 
LeMahieu, um, no, LeMahieu was just after. But but again, there there are those guys that again were a part of that and benefited from having Todd Helton on their team, even though he wasn't the Todd Helton we knew him to be, and the Todd Helton that was still worth top dollar. That may be the case for Charlie Blackman. We don't know, but in the right. worst case scenario, he is still worth what he's getting paid in that clubhouse and and for all of those youngsters particularly on a different roster you might not say that you, you would pay him to go away but the rockies yeah. do not have that kind of a roster right now you need veteran leadership and blackman is he's the number one guy right now he's he's been he's been with the rockies i think like the sixth longest of any player um of, of active ball players like kershaw's been with the dodgers for a very long time so so Blackman just been a part of the organization for longer than most guys in baseball in general. And that has some serious cachet to everybody else um, in that organization. You know, we're going to have plenty of opportunities to toast our Breckenridge brews to Charlie Blackman this year. We talked about him coming up on as uh, the second most games played or played appearances or both. I think both. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, yeah. it's going to be Todd Helton and then Charlie Blackman. And then, then the, then the group gets close after Charlie, but it's going to be Helton Blackman at the top of all of those records. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, f- speaking, by the way, of Breck Brew and the, and the Celsius and the whole damn good beer situation, it is funny that I messed up that. I don't know how I drew a Ramos Ramirez instead of Adrian Beltre. I'm sober as the day is long. <clears throat> I'm still on my Strava Craft coffee right now. So, no Breck Brew in me yet. That was just a, that's what they call an unforced error in the business. Just At least you didn't say like Avesel Garcia. Like you got right. the position right. You did get the position right. Position and, and like a general era. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Look, we're making some solid excuses for me. I'll, I'll, right? Yeah. I'll think of some more things to make you feel better later. Uh, if you want to think of really good excuses, really creative excuses for why I might have said the wrong name there. Drink a couple of Breck brews, a couple of Breck Celsius. You can find them down at King Supers or at the liquor store, down at the DNVR bar, out there at the farmhouse. Wherever you find it, you know you're finding damn good beer or damn good hard seltzer. I promise, promise, promise I'm going to get you first-hand reviews of those seltzers. In the meantime, you can just trust Michaela and Spencer. They clearly know what they're talking about. Mac just sweeping it up with those drafts. Again, people people high on her draft. but. We'll see. I had a sneaky good draft. I'm gonna say people are people are sleeping on Boba Shet. <laughs> you just like him because the first two syllables of his name is Boba. Boba. I noticed that. I could, it was too late. I didn't see it until it was too late with Will with a shout out for a uh, Star Wars. Boba. Boba Shet. It should be a Boba. Yeah. It's perfect. Boba, it's Boba it's perfect. Come on. And when you're having your Breck brew. Actually, maybe not the best of ideas, but I guess you could do Zoom care. I mean, that's one of the things that's beneficial about not having to go into the doctor's office. If you just add a little bit of sip of your Breck Brew out of sight, maybe probably put it off the computer. But hey, you know what? Do what you want to do because I'm never sitting in the doctor's office ever again. I'll tell you that. I hate it. I hate sitting there for a long time waiting to answer all those questions filling out stuff on a clipboard, all that nonsense. I just don't like doing it. I go to zoomcare.com. It's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. You can schedule an appointment. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a doctor's appointment over Zoom. They do all kinds of stuff, whether it's kind of a regular checkup. They've even got mental health options available to you. Most insurance covers it with a copay. And check them out again at zoomcare.com. I feel... 
I think everybody feels a little self-conscious uh, at the doctor's office, especially if you have to like, you know, strip down to your underwear and you're sitting on that deli paper that they wrap the meats in, you know, on that, the cold couch. And, but if you're in the comfort of your own home, now, now you're, you're on your turf. And if you do happen to have a Breck brew, yeah, I'm coming back to it, or a hard seltzy, you're gonna be like, you know what, to be honest, yeah, I do have a lot of pain in both of my elbows. You know what I mean? Rather than be like, no, nah, I think my health is good. You're gonna be like, all right, you really wanna know what's going on? All right, here's the list. Okay. I think I got tennis elbow. What does this look like? How is this one? Look, we're on a roll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna peel my top off. Look at my upper shoulder. What is this? You're gonna be honest and you're gonna go, wow, that was really good. That, that worked out much better than I thought it was going to. Uh, hey. <laughs> this is the advice. These are all the promos. This is everything that comes with being a DNVR member, by the way, but not the only things that come with being a DNVR member. Last one for you right now. When you sign up, you can get a free shirt when you do the annual and you get a free holistic stick, 10 grams, 10 to, whoa, no, no, milligrams. So you get a little crazy with it. 10 milligrams of CBD focused on recovery. You pop the top off the stick, you pour it into a drink, you consume. It's really, really good. Highly recommend. You can check out all the reviews at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. And they're offering 30% off if you use the promo code DNVR30. That's all kinds of stuff just for becoming a member of the family. It's time to do it. You're missing out on Prospect Week if you haven't been subscribed lately. You're going to be missing out on all kinds of stuff. I've got an article coming up comparing the Colorado Rockies to Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. <laughs> it's getting wild. You don't want to miss any of this stuff. And yes, Will, I, 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 I LMAO at me saying 10 grams. That that. It's only 10 milligrams. Can you imagine? What does 10 grams of CBD even look like? <laughs> yeah, what state is it? Is it solid? Is it yeah, right? liquid? I don't, plasma? Yeah. It could be a plasma, maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, become a member of the family. We're, we're a big, happy family here. Charlie Blackman, huh? Charles Blackman, yeah. So, Master Tater, I think you're right. I think you become in invincible if you take 10 grams of CBD. I think that's how Captain America was made. I'm I was going to sure. say that the blue guy in The Watchmen. I think that's what his deal oh, is. Oh, Dr. Manhattan. All yes. Right. You beat me to it. I, I, I almost said it at the same time as you, but I think you just got it. Yeah, I don't. Just, just, but I do know there's a blue guy. The blue guy. Oh, I know there's a blue guy. It's got many, many lots large of Large blue guy. That's what I do know about him. He's a very large... <laughs> Blue man, large blue man. Blue man. Crone's a big man. Is blue man group? No, we're getting oh, off the rails. Blue man group. Too early. I, went, I know. It's too early to get off the rails yet. I went through a blue man group phase in my life. I think everyone's got to go through a blue man group phase. But I bet you, I'll bet you, CJ Crone has gone through a blue man group phase. Do you identify most with Tobias Bluth from Arrested Development? Is this, is this where you're going? <laughs> as far as enjoying blue man. No, but I've seen just enough of Arrested Development to get that. Maybe I've seen more of the memes. I think I watched the first. Do you own a pair of Jordans? Do you? I'm thinking you may. I can borrow Rudos if I need to. Not if we're talking about what I am, as far as uh, <laughs> Tobias Bluth uh, on Arrested Development and and the Never Nudes. Oh boy! So baseball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the game today a little bit. I mean, Austin sure. Gomber. Didn't look great, but the Angels yeah, did first go out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Angels rolled out their their first team, and I honestly they're sneaky good. Uh, you know, I know they've they've disappointed a lot, and I think there's been those comparisons between the Angels and Rockies, where you know even when the Rockies look like they're really good, they end up disappointing. And both teams have never lost 100 games. Like I think there's there's kind of some similarity. Uh, they're they're not like a threat, so they're kind of a cool team to like. Uh, and no one's going to really, you know, get on you, right? Because they're not the Dodgers, um, you know, the, the arch enemy of both those teams. All right, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. There you go. Why not? But but you know, looking at the uh, defensive alignment that they had today, I mean, you you could see the difference. I mean, center field, I mean, night and day between Mike Trout and Chris Owings. Uh, but in right field, Dexter Fowler, Charlie Blackman. I mean, that's they're they're somewhat neck and neck. I think. You know, yeah. in a lot of ways, Anthony Rendon versus Josh Fuentes, um, Jose Iglesias versus Trevor Story. <laughs> it's also a toss-up. Also a toss-up. Well, that one would be more more Trevor Story, of course. But I, but yeah, the, there were yeah, enough was... of those things um, that that you realize that they're good. And so Gomber, you know, did give up three home runs. Um, so this was, you know, his his worst outing. But yeah, it's so much harder for pitchers. Yeah. It's so much harder for pitchers just because it is such an incredibly short sample size where you just have that one bad start. And and Gomer's going to give up three home runs in a game at Coors Field. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fine. And again, looking at the long run and the, the grand scheme of things, you know, if you're a Rockies fan, you want Austin Gomer to figure it out now and get it out of the system, I think, to a degree, so that he can become one of those guys because they um, – his contract is controlled for several years. And so you say, Hey, you got the, you got the big three for the next three seasons. You got Senzatella, Marquez, Freeland. Well, Gomber could be in that mix maybe as, as that fourth guy. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not you know terribly concerned about that. I'm concerned about the baseball. Did you see the home run that Shohei Otani hit? No. I sh- you should. That was the, that was in the very it. first inning, right? I didn't have the. No, yeah, I, I think, haven't actually. I seen think the Rocky's yet, Rock's gif. Uh, oh, he he yeah. may have had that. So I saw it, and I don't. Oh, no. I don't even think I saw the ball land before I immediately took my phone and showed it to my father, and I said, "Okay, Dad, I'm I'm going to play this for you." And as soon as the ball's off the bat, you tell me what you think the play is going to be. Is it going to be like a four-three ground out? Is it going to be uh, a pop foul to the catcher? You know, is it going to be a, a lazy fly ball to the center fielder? Ball off the bat, and he goes, pop up to the third baseman. Now, I thought it was a little deeper than that, and it was just a, a pop up to the left fielder. And it was a pop up, but the ball got out on just a no thank you kind of swing. And the ball doesn't really travel very well at Salt River Fields. I mean, it. Yeah. It's maybe what fifteen hundred uh, to two thousand feet of elevation. It yeah, does concern um, me about the baseball. Um, yeah, but that was a strange one that I'm not holding against Gomber. So comment comments saying maybe the wind. Thinking that it could have been a windy day. I didn't. I didn't hear on the report on that. Obviously, we know that can be a a thing sometimes. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. more typically more. And it stuck out, but then, still, when that ball left huh. the bat. Okay. It, it could have been. It could have been one oh, where that's you can see okay. Nolan yeah. go back on it and make the grab off the bat was the initial instinct. Yeah, and it got out. So again, another reason why those spring training stats really aren't the be all yeah. end all. Yeah, got to be careful with all that for sure. Uh, he did end up going five 
over five innings though. So that's kind of interesting too. That that's key. Out there yeah, and that's they let him pick up the innings. Didn't walk anybody. Uh, didn't didn't let it make him gun shy. Didn't say, "Oh, I'm going to start nibbling or anything." So all right, cool. Yeah, through eighty pitches, uh, fifty six for strike. So I mean, I think that's really solid. You know, for for this point in the season, you know, it's it's the rest it's of long, the bullpen man. was perfect. Yeah, no they were walks, getting no they were kind of getting blown out. It seemed like. Uh, at first, I mean, the Rockies were kind of hanging tight, but if you just looked at, you know, home run, if you're getting updates and you see home run, home run, home run, you're like, it's a blowout. Actually, Rockies are winning six, five right now. Cause the bullpen, you're right. Has been really successful. Another shutout inning, uh, from Ben Bowden, Tyler Kinley came back. I mean, I, I know he's hurt. I, I thought he may have been put on the IL, but I guess during spring training, you don't officially have to announce those things. So if he's back and healthy, that will be interesting to see what happens with him on the 26 man roster, but, but Bowden again, I think he's earned a spot uh, in the bullpen. It's just a matter of there being room and it, and it may be a matter of Tyler Kinley having that option going and, you know, (laughs) the Dodgers popularized it and, you know, the Rockies will never admit to something like this. No team would admit to something like this and they shouldn't like it's you're admitting malpractice, but you understand the idea of maybe putting a pitcher on the IL to start the season to create some roster space. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. And so we could see something like that where maybe the odd man out or even just a guy who has a nagging injury that's like, I can play through this. And you go, actually, no, we don't we don't need you to. We we need you to be here for the long slog of the season. 162 games. And so right now we don't actually necessarily need you in April. So you know what? Take take a little break off there for, for 10 days. And that's going to free up a spot. Now there's a left-hander in the bullpen and Ben Bowden. You go, yay, everyone's happy. And then someone comes down with a real injury. They hit the IL. The first guy comes back and is active. So you can kind of mix and match in that way. And I think that's probably how they're going to do it. Uh, because Bowden, I think, has earned a spot there. I don't I don't think he's necessarily going to be lights out here in his first season. And no one expects him to. But he deserves a spot uh, as, as the lone lefty in the bullpen. Uh, and you have to keep Jordan Sheffield around for so long during the season. You can't just stash him on the IL. So right. it does make it a little bit hard. And if you want to have a long reliever, that's the other element to it too. With Freeland, essentially he's going to hit the IL. Now you need uh, a fifth starter. And so if that's Chi-Chi, then Derek Rodriguez, you may need as a long reliever to just pair up with Chi-Chi because you don't know what you're going to get out of him. So yeah, I don't think they'll do that, but I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's almost like if, yeah, yeah. because you lost a starter in Freeland, now you need two long relievers in a sense. The guy that's going to be your number five starter and sure. some insurance potentially. You're right. I, I think they might not and just kind of will cross their fingers. But uh, Yeah, I, I think they'll run with it, especially because early on, you know, you, you kind of see this. And, and as the reports are coming in here, three up, three down for Bard in the ninth. The Rockies actually come back and win a game that they're – starting pitcher gave up four home runs uh and this is actually kind of a now this game obviously was not played at Coors Field but it kind of gives you the sense of why it's so important for Rockies pitchers starting pitchers to one pick up innings like we just talked about and two not walk people so that three of those solo home runs or three of those home runs were solo shots right so he ends up giving up five earned runs in the game instead of eight you know, we've seen that before countless times out of Rockies pitchers. It's happened to Marquez last year. 
happened to Sensatella several times the, the year before that. It was kind of half of his starts that was happening. The other half, he was really good. Those kinds of games where it gets away from you. And what Gomber did here was just like, I'm not going to allow all the extra singles. I'm not going to walk anybody. I'm going to go out. I haven't been knocked around a bit, but at five runs, team's got a shot. Kinley comes in, Bowden, Bard, they do their thing. Rocky's offense happens to make the comeback. That's what I think we'll see a lot less of during the regular season and why they'll probably end up losing their fair share of games. But if they do steal them, that's how. That's how you do it. You need your starter to get that little bit of length. I know to the traditionalist, 5.1 innings is not length. I understand, but we're living in a different era. We're just, we they just are. are. And that, that counts. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it, it's one of those things where n- not giving up the extra little bases and then, yeah, letting the relievers that you've got, especially early in the season, go out and just shut them down if they can, because the Rockies have some guys that can do that and they're pitching to prove themselves as well. That'll be fascinating. But yeah, the, the bullpen not allowing a base runner uh, over that stretch and, and all of those guys have been good. Uh, Justin Lawrence, I, I left his name out of there. He pitched at two batters. He's got his ERA still at zero in spring. Tyler Kinley, still at zero. Daniel Bard, still at zero. Ben Bowden's the only one who's been touched up. He's pitched the most of any of those guys, though, because the Rockies are really trying to get a look at him. A 1.17 ERA after his clean inning today. Those, there's some exciting stuff happening in the Rockies bullpen. And the, probably the, the most important stat for Gomer today wasn't those home runs. It was that it was no walks. And like yeah. that's walks are going to hurt you in a real bad way. And he was able to avoid that. Just again, if you throw too many strikes over the middle part of the plate, they will be hit out of the ballpark by these professional hitters. Uh, however, if you walk the guy before that professional hitter, now nah, that's called a two run home run. And that's ah. really where <laughs> that's how that works. I think. Yeah. That. So that, that oh, I think is, is is a super key piece and yeah and justin lawrence is a guy that he doesn't need to make the opening day roster but again you're going to need to have depth i think in the bullpen um you know we talked about it a couple days ago with drew goodman i think we brought it up a couple times this idea that we don't necessarily know what's gonna happen with the state of pitchers this year for having only played 60 games last year and guys you know starting pitchers you know if they had a good season they went 65 70 innings like man ratcheting up to 175 is going to be a challenge and i think you might even be able to say the same for some of the relievers and so the rockies have some good depth um not a lot where you go oh man there's some big time studs in there um what you can say is there are some guys in there that have had those flashes um have closed games out have been important pieces have dominated their respective league justin lawrence um you know was was fantastic in the california league in 2019 you know even uh was the closer of that salt river rafters team back in um the the arizona fall league and granted he did blow the save in that game so maybe i shouldn't bring that part up but again those are your bet those are the best prospects in the game at that time and you know he was the guy that had had the best skills to be able to do that so um, his star is, is shining bright and looking really good this spring. I mean, you can't do any better 
than a zero ERA. Zero like, is, yeah. <laughs> like we have a metric. I mean, granted, you know, there there is a similar metric, I think, for uh, pitchers um, that baseball reference keeps. I, I haven't seen anybody else keep it, where they, they kind of compare the, the talent that you went up against to give some context. Like if you're coming in and you only play the eighth and ninth inning, you're playing against other double A, triple A guys. In years past, you might even be playing against guys that are in high A. Those names that you go, okay, I don't know anybody even in the game right now. These names are just ridiculous. Well, you don't know them yet, but you will hear them in a few years' time. So you go and hit a home run or, or a three-run home run every game. Well, it was against a guy in high A. It, it was on yeah. a big league diamond, right, in spring training. But, you know, you give it a little bit of that context. So for pitchers, I mean, you even if you are going against some, some lesser talent, you, you simply can't do any better than a, a zero ERA. And there's a handful of those guys in the Rockies bullpen right now. And it definitely gives you some hope, I think. He's also got his third win today. How about that? Spring training wow. wins. <laughs> Are we going to do a reliever draft, a fantasy, a superstar <laughs> reliever draft? I don't even think there's just for enough me. superstar relievers just in general to do maybe uh, I know, two rounds. Right? right? It changes with year to year. You're starting, you're out there. It's like, uh, <laughs> uh, I was trying to, I was like, Steve Shizek's still available. <laughs> Who does he pitch for? He's now? A name. I don't even, yeah, he's, he exists. The Joliet um, Slammers, I think he signed with uh, the Independent League. No, loving it. Uh, all right, before we get into talking a little bit of offense and then wrapping this thing up, I do want to remind everybody to get your beef from our friends at Hassle Cattle Company. You know, Wagyu beef cannot be beat. I am a personal profit of Hassel Cattle Company at this point. It's the only beef I eat any longer. No more going to the grocery store, none of that extra stuff. I mean, sometimes going out or whatever if I'm out. But at my home, inside my, my castle, only the best here. Wagyu beef from Hassel Cattle Company could just change your life. They're treating the animals well. They're treating your body well. They're treating your wallet well. They'll get you hooked up with free shipping. If you order over 200 bucks, you get some freezer space. And actually, you don't even need that much freezer space, depending on what you're getting. If you're hooking up with some of them big steaks, if you're getting a whole bunch of ground chuck and ground beef like I did. They got them in nice, tight, neat little packages that they'll ship to you. Uh, you can use promo code DNVR10 to get 10% off your entire purchase of that beautiful, deliciously tasty Wagyu beef. Can't recommend it highly enough. Still no negative reviews. I'll let you know if one comes in, but zero, zero negative reviews at this point. So their ERA is zero. They are the, they're sitting at, that's right. They are the Daniel Bard of beef companies. That's, that's exactly right. Uh, then of course, there is uh, our, our, some of our newest friends down at Green Roads. Man, Green Roads has hooked us up with some fantastic CBD gummies. I got some Relax Bears. They're delicious. They don't taste weird. Like sometimes, you know, CBD products can taste a little bit off, but they do not at all. Go and check out any of the 30,000 five-star reviews they've got online at greenroads.com. You can use promo code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. They've got all kinds of stuff, whether you're looking for relaxation or uh, a little bit of stress relief, you want a little clearer body and mind. I highly, highly recommend you take a look, whether you're looking at oils, gummies, uh, 
CBD bath bombs, like all kinds of stuff. It's it's amazing what they've got. Check them out there at greenroads.com. I imagine they even have some salves. They have some salves. Salves. Or salves. Salves. Rubs, right? <laughs> you go, hey, I, I got a little, I got that elbow tendonitis. You know, that I checked out at zoomcare.com. Rub the little ointment that I got from greenroads.com and boom, back in business on the ATP. I, that, got, uh, I love it. Tennis, <laughs> I think. Uh, all right, Patrick. Actually, before we get into talking a little, I'll wrap up because there's really not much going on with the offense that's newsworthy at this point anyway. Another couple hit day for Dom Nunez. Having a very nice hey. spring. Uh, that's kind of really the only other. CJ Crone we talked about continues to rake. Your dude, Alan Trejo, with another base hit today. Uh, and uh, Rymal Tapia hit. Duh. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what's going on there. Uh, so what we should focus in on, because it's prospect week, and we're going to dive a little deeper into it tomorrow, but probably going to spend a little bit more time on the top prospects. You've been publishing articles uh, throughout the week on uh, some of these guys at the back end who might be a little more exciting, you know, when people talk about this not being a very good system. And therefore you would think, well, then players 15 through 33 just probably aren't factors then. They're just not going to make it. They can't be interesting if the system isn't good. Uh, but even I, uh, who've been a defender of the system, going through and reading your words is like, oh, man, yeah, there's, there's more about this group of players than I think uh, people are realizing. Yeah, there, there's a lot more depth, I think, then folks are, are kind of recognizing, I guess, to a degree. I, I think, you know, one of the hard, most important things, I think, to, to, to be looking for when, you know, you're making these prospect lists is just like ceiling, right? Like, oh, this guy has the potential to be a number one starter or, you know, ha, can, you know command of, of two fantastic pitches. So even in a worst case scenario, this guy could be a, uh, a lights out closer, what, whatever it may be, you're looking at that ceiling and then there's that risk that goes along with it. And so all of a sudden that guy, you know, might not be as, as valuable or might not be ranked as high. Like we, we see those steals in every draft where you go, ah, there's some questions about so-and-so. I mean, it happened with Mike Trout. I mean, he was not one, one overall, Nolan Arenado, second round pick. Like right. those things happen because there are questions that take time to filter out and these guys start uh, in similar places just being young amateur ball players some of them are international signings that you know are some are signed for you know a million dollars like Adael Amador who uh, is, is in the more of a top 10 guy and then Hel Chris Oliveras I think he was signed for less than a hundred thousand dollars and he's you know the, the the shiniest new toy I think right now for uh, people that are into the Rockies prospects yeah. and so as you said, yeah, anybody that's, you know, not in the top 20 or, or even some of the honorable mention guys, like Justin Lawrence is one of those guys where you go, okay, now wait a minute. He, again, Scott Oberg might not get you incredibly excited because we're not, we're not saying the world is Chapman. We're saying Scott Oberg, but Scott Oberg again was a key, an integral part of that 2017, 2018 team pitching the, uh, pitching in extra innings against the Cubs there in the wild card game in 2018 got to win like vital, vital innings. And again, is, is he's a leader in the clubhouse now. And you go, yeah, Justin Lawrence could be in that threshold at some point. And he was an honorable mention for me. 
So there's there's still some potential. It's just something that takes time. And a lot of these guys that have that potential, nothing's going to come of them. But there will be those ones that will you know rise to the occasion. And and the cream yeah. cream will always rise. We saw it with with Sam Hilliard kind of being a guy that um, just really never got the shine, and he was finally able to do it. Josh Fuentes completely undrafted and really it wasn't until he was in triple a that people started to notice really wasn't until he was an all-star in triple a until people noticed so everybody has these different trajectories so it's it's not a completely all hope is lost when you when you see some other rankings and shows um you know that the rockies are you know maybe in the back of the pack of of the 30 mlb teams but give it some time, and, and some of those names are, are going to surprise. And, and like you said, when you read more about him and you do some research, you're like, okay, I, I like this guy. I never met him. Maybe you've never heard of him, but I right. like what I'm, I'm visualizing. And that gives you some hope, I think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, I, I really didn't know who Lucas Gilbreth was coming into this year hardly at all. You know, I'd read his name before, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a guy who's in the system, and it looks like he's – going to be quite a bit more than that. You know, we've talked uh, a little bit about him. We talked about uh, the goody about him as well. Uh, some of these other guys that you've written about uh, that I'm like, yeah, okay. I could see this guy never making it, but uh, I could also see, you know, but Sam Weatherly is a guy uh, in there where you go. Yeah. You could see him never making it. You could see him flaming out totally as a starter, but then rediscovering himself as a, shut down closer or even setup guy or even decent reliever or you could see him making it as a solid starter so it's like that's a lot of different ways for a guy's career to go at this point and and to just kind of you know for a lefty who can dial it up to 99 you know you you just want to find out you just want to see and for them to have a guy like that kind of stashed in their back half of prospects because there's there's like you talked about so many risks, so many questions, but um, you, you know, you and I have debated a lot about uh, the, the merit of uh, where the Rockies farm system rankings are and, and how they come up with, but maybe a, a better way to recontextualize that conversation is just to say, like, understand what that really means, which is that it's about likelihood. It's not a definitive it's like odds. statement. It's almost like yeah. the odds, right? Yeah, yeah. The The Rockies have the 30th best odds of having guys in their back half really pan out and be good. That doesn't mean it's impossible. That doesn't mean that the all the teams in front of them will do better. It just means that's what's most likely. But it only takes one or two of these guys clicking and then all of a sudden you know that it's not that it was ever irrelevant but yeah it's more like it's like when you see a team's postseason odds in the first week of the season and like in 2017 for the Rockies if you'd have looked at their postseason odds after the first week of the season it'd have been like 10 percent Rockies made the postseason so as it turned out it was 100 percent we understand that's not how it works I'm not I'm not critiquing that system but you get what i'm saying like and it, and it might even be that it's it's not even at the beginning of the season because i again we we know who's going to be good this year and who isn't most most of the time that's true you know the extremes but it would be like saying okay here are the odds for 2021 for uh the orioles okay 
are you going to bet on them for next year? Well, wait a minute. I, I can't look that far down the road. Right. Like You're things not going to draft change teams in and betting on the 2022 Baltimore Orioles right now. You're exactly. just not. The Rockies right? are going to get another shot in the draft this year. They got the eighth overall pick and the eighth pick of every round after that. And if some players fall to them, if they change up their draft strategy, all those things. Um, get a new GM. Certainly. <laughs> on the table, it really is. I mean, I, I'm, we, we talked about a little bit with our first show this week, but hearing more and more things of like contracts up could very well be it for Jeff Breidich. And that dramatically changes your, your outlook. So yeah, I, you know, and, but in the case of like Sam Weatherly, it's like, yeah, if his odds are 10% that he becomes an impact starter in major league baseball or, you know, any of these guys in that kind of Lucas Gilbreth, the odds are 20%. He becomes an impact reliever in major league baseball. And then, another percent that he's just a journeyman and then a decent percent that they just flame out or whatever. It's like, well, if, okay. But if they hit that 10%, the rest of the conversation is irrelevant. The fact that they could have flamed out the fact that Josh Fuentes very easily could have been a name. Nobody's ever heard of except when researching the deep biography of his cousin, that could have been the case, but guess what? It's not. So that, that's the fun thing about the prospect thing. You can go, yeah, well, we're, we're going to find out. And, Will, yeah, it's, it's a lot like power rankings. Like, there's there's legitimacy built into it, but those things can change in a hurry. There's no there's no permanence in it. Yeah. Yeah. And and what, what to go back uh, to maybe your original question, too, is <laughs> Nico Decalotti. Like, oh, so that's a name. That's, that's a, a guy. guy that's, a, that's a dude. That, again, some of the comparisons that you see around him, or if you look at his skill set, which he kind of has a low key five tools, you know, and you say, uh, it could be like, is, is more of like a number four type starter. So maybe he becomes what Jonathan Daza is, but maybe Jonathan Daza is what he is because of lack of an opportunities. What does Jonathan Daza look like on another club where he actually got to play in 2020? I don't know. Um, what does Corey Dickerson look like if he doesn't have the growth? that he ended up having with the Rockies. He was an eighth round pick. Um, Dick Alotti was, uh, I believe a sixth round pick. So, I mean, these guys were, are going to dictate what happens to them in the future. So um, again, Corey Dickerson wasn't a superstar. Uh, Dick Alotti might not be a, a superstar, but they can be, you know, integral parts of, you know, different campaigns to make a push to the postseason. Or if you, if you decide to, to have a have a set, if you will, you make a trade and go. Hey, we're going to take right. a big old risk here. And the Rockies did that with Corey Dickerson, and they won big time with Herman Marquez. Yeah. So yeah, sure again, did. there are other organizations that see the Rockies' prospects, and they don't necessarily care where they're ranked: twenty fifth, thirtieth, twenty seventh. They're just going to look and go, "Hey, um, we're a little bit interested in this uh, Ronico Palma. Like yeah. he's a decent little player. catching prospect." or Ryan Feltner, or Tommy Doyle. And, you know, we know Doyle's not going to make your roster. You kind of have a loaded bullpen, and you swing a trade, and maybe you get something. It happened in it happened in 2019 when it came to Mike Talkman, where he didn't have, you know, room on, on the Rockies right. roster. Right. It was basically a swap of two players who didn't fit that specific roster need sure. for those teams right then. Yanks Yankees not one, but, but Talkman's not a superstar. But, but they got better value, and yeah. – the Rockies didn't, but the, the, the exact same thing could happen somewhere else totally. where the Rockies go, all right, Tommy Doyle. Sure. You like him. Well, we want this guy from your system and the Rockies 
end up winning that trade. Mm-hmm. You go, hey, we got a nice guy that we can use for a few seasons, like Talkman's been for the Yankees, a team that's right. a perennial postseason contender. Talkman fits a key role. The Rockies can get those guys from other organizations as well. You know who looks like he might be one of those types of guys who you wrote about in these articles? Again, you got to be subscribed for it there. Uh, Jameson Hanna is another one where he looked like kind of a throw-in, just kind of you. you we, we we both did it that day. They got him. That we, we do what we do. We go to the baseball reference and the fan graphs pages. You bring it all up. You look through the stats, and we just went, there's there's really nothing here on the stat sheet that, that said anything about this guy being a special player. And then he showed up, and he's kind of hitting for some pop. He's spraying the ball around. He's showcasing his speed. He's making sliding catches. And you're just like, oh. Guy's just a ball player. Okay, this could be interesting. So yeah, it's another guy that when you, yeah, when you see his name and you look at his stats, and no, he wouldn't rank high in anybody's farm system really, but he could he could be a, a real asset for this team for the next couple of years. Yeah, and he can jump up to uh, in, in in the rankings and and you know it, it you know jaded probably isn't the right word, but you know if if you're if you're looking for like maybe a storyline as a Rockies fan, it's, it's, you know, you want those prospects to do really well, even if their ceiling isn't very high. Like Hannah is another guy where he might be more of like a fourth outfielder type. Those guys are valuable. Those guys still get paid. They they'll, they'll still get, you know, well, in, in, in the old world before, you know, guys always were signing one and two year deals, you know, they could still get three years, $15 million, like a Cole Calhoun or something like that. Right. Yeah. But Jameson Hannah, okay. Maybe he's only a fourth outfielder and eh, maybe he doesn't really fit in in the Rockies outfield. If, if, if it's Tapia Hilliard and Hampson going forward, well then there's going to be a team out there that could use them and they can't really use maybe a, a 19 year old shortstop because they've got a lot of shortstop depth as it is, right? They just signed Francisco Lindor to a long-term contract. So they don't need this shortstop. So, all right, sure. We'll, we'll trade something that we can't really use now for something that we can use. And the Rockies can right. start, you know, stashing prospects in that way. So again, they're get, they haven't been doing that, which I think is part of the reason why maybe there is some of that lost hope when you, when you, consider their prospects because you go, oh man, they're, they're just a Rockies guy and that's it. But if you kind of take those blinders off and say, hey, with a different GM and maybe get creative and say, hey, your prospect for my prospect. Let's see who wins that that battle. Maybe the Rockies win more than they lose. I mean, look at the Diamondbacks. They did it with uh, the trade with the Miami Marlins and got Zach Gallon, who we hope is okay. And you go, wait a minute, they acquired a, a guy that's now going to be like the Cy Young contender that right as he was about to, to break through in the majors, like someone right. traded that guy. Yeah. Rockies could do that. Right. And, and I mean, the Rockies did home grow the best group of starting pitchers they've ever had and, and develop those guys all in-house. Obviously we, we've talked about how Marquez came over a little bit later, but still got in-house development. He came over as a prospect for the Rockies. So it's like, yeah, that, you know, and, and a lot of those guys weren't ranked, Highly Marquez was not a top 100 prospect. Freeland was not a top 100 prospect. Uh, Gray was. Uh, Sensatella was never anywhere close to any top anything list. He would, he would have a hard time making the Rockies top 12 prospect lists back when I was really, really deep into those things. And so it's like some of those guys, Pop Oberg was a guy who wasn't making prospect lists and stuff like that. So this is my, my last question to you on this because we're going to do more on prospects tomorrow. 
But of the of these guys that are kind of that we've gone through so far in the back half, if you will, if you're taking the DraftKings bet and, and you're going for a year from now, who of this back half has jumped up into the top half? It's got, to give a little bit of a spoiler, it's performed kind of the Aaron Shunk, the, the guy who was sort of a middle ground prospect, and now he's considered a top 10 guy for the Rockies by most lists. Uh, it, who do you think has the best chance of making that kind of jump? Well, I, I think if in order to make that jump, you have to essentially a lot of questions that, that exist out there for you. And, and I think that guy is uh, Adel Amador. Um, he's not even yet 18 years old. Um, yeah was an international signing for, for $1.5 million just a couple years ago. And so he's yet to play baseball stateside. And so with some more eyes on him and him kind of showing the skill set that, that earned him that gigantic payday, one of the largest in franchise history, um, he could be a guy that, you know, at, at first when he signed, you know, he was kind of brushed off as, hey, this guy could be a top 100 guy. And you know, relatively soon, but he's so far away. Again, he hasn't even played baseball in America. So how do you say, oh, this guy is a top prospect? He hasn't done anything. He might be the, the first day he steps, you know, on, on dirt on in America. But until then, he has something to prove. And so I think, I think you know, his, his ranking could be volatile in that way, in, in a good way, and really kind of um, impress and, and show because he can pick it at, at shortstop. Um, you know, needs to obviously add a, add a lot of weight because he's only 18 years old. He still could be growing. Um, but I, I think there's just so much there to like. And so he could be a guy that um, not only just jumps up in the system, but I think, you know, other prospect pundits start to get excited about and, and maybe start thinking about him as a top 100 guy. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that choice. It's a good pick. I think I said it yesterday, but uh, I, I've got my eyes much, much closer now on, and I'm going to learn how to pronounce it. I do believe it's L.U. Harris correctly, Montero. Yeah, got it. But L.U. Harris. Um, He's a big dude, I, man. I mean, he, that's a big boy with a big swing. And I'm just like, okay, a little more direct, bad to ball, probably needed there. But I, I'm very intrigued. Uh, and, and as we've talked about, it's just one of those guys like, it's kind of similar to being uh, 17, but it was a guy who was on like this huge upward trajectory and then just no baseball for so long. And so we just have this like, what, it, what was that real? What was, right. was he starting to show? Cause he might've been on a trajectory to end up in a top 100 prospect. He would probably be number two, as far as being a guy that yeah. could possibly jump in. He was there uh, after his 2018 season as the Midwest league MVP, and then really just had some, some wrist injuries in 2019. And so he looked really bad at double a, um, but I'm willing to write that off for sure. And, and, and hope that, Hey, you know what? The Rockies kind of stole a guy away from the Cardinals. Um, and it, it actually really isn't theft because it's, that's part of the, that should be part of the price. I, I believe I was going to say, I do believe they gave them something in return. I can't like if you buy a used car and they, the, the salesman's like, all right, we'll throw the mats in fine i'll give that to you like what do you mean you're giving it to me it should be part of the price man we stole these floor mats from the guy at the place yeah we really ripped him off i mean <laughs> yeah oh man i've got a bonus DraftKings pick of the week for everybody by the way because i saw this today as i was on my app and they have got my colorado avalanche as plus 143 against these golden knights 
And look, and and I get it, man. But like, my that Miami's are on a roll, big roll. They're 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 getting healthy. They're clicking. Is what it looks like when a team clicks, right? And I know that they they lost a couple. That I think they split. They had like four games in a row. I didn't know that this happened in hockey. They're like back to backs now. Yeah. 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 Um, they played the Coyotes twelve times this month, and then I think two more next week. It's super bizarre to me. I, yeah, I don't know how that works. So they've, they've, they've had their hands full with Vegas a little bit. I get it. But take your Colorado Avalanche. They're on a full heater right now. They're clicking. They're feeling good. I've got inside information from our guys, AJ and Rudo, and they say these abs are good. I've heard that. Oh. Careful who you, who you spread that around to. And what, I mean, but, do you love the Aaron Gordon trade? I mean, are you excited about that? Do you think that's going to help the abs, you know, win some more was excited that I kind of knew who Aaron Gordon was. <laughs> he's a good, he's a good pucker, huh? He can really puck. <laughs> okay. All right. Guy. Actually, you know what? Always been a fan of JaVale McGee. I thought I could I get say. you maybe. That, that that goes, JaVale McGee does go back to the time of, of me being <laughs> like, all right, all right. I was you know, you're, you're, you're in on it. You know, it was, he's a Broncos guy that they just traded right. for, right? Right. No. Gary Payton's doing <laughs> Go Nuggets, baby. You know. So that that's the that's the Broncos GM, right? Gary Payton. Close enough. All right. <laughs> and on that note, thank you all for hanging out with us. This has been super, super fun. You got to make sure you're hanging out with us daily, asking us questions. The best way to do that is subscribe to the DNVR.com. Leave us stuff in the Discord channel there, private chat room, talking Rockies 24-7, but also all kinds of other stuff. Uh, you get bigger beers when you come down to the DNVR bar, access to all the written content. Free shirt, CBD stick from Holistic Wellness. Be a part of the coolest community there is. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I I, I could keep going on, but you just, basically now is the time to become a member of the family. Make sure you're following everybody on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. All that good stuff. You got to join us for the end of Prospect Week. Be on the lookout for uh, the article, but also, or articles, I should say. Uh, but also be on the lookout for A.J. Hayfley, as Patrick mentioned earlier. You, you never want to miss an A.J. sighting on this here podcast. So thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. As always, we hope that show put a smile on your face. And if you want your smile to be the absolute best it can be, you got to head over to Green Mountain Dental, just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver there in Lakewood, the best damn family-owned dentistry anywhere. You need a little bit of work done, maybe you need a lot of work done, and you're not so sure about your current dentist, get away from them. Go to someone who will treat you like family. Absolutely make sure you have the best possible dentist experience that you can. And... They will hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today. You can't do better than our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group.